0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: You worked all week. Work, 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 work. work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. <laughs> That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Working Welcome back to hour number three. Of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, along with Tony Sincotta, Pete Sidori, producing our show. Uh, We had a fun hour with the legend, uh, Tony, the the very knowledgeable baseball guy. A lot of fun to have on our show.
0: Yeah, he's been around for a bit, and uh, I'll tell you what, he knows everything that's going on. He likes to have a little fun. Yeah. And he uh, he likes to uh, he works at it, man. He works at it like you said. He gets up at like four o'clock in the morning and he's trying to find crap that nobody's talking yeah. about. And he does. And uh, he's yeah, and he oh, really absolutely does. does. I, does. I, mean, I used to accuse him of making it up every once in a while when we worked together.
1: I mean, I've, I've heard you say. Because you know saying, why? Yeah, you why?
0: Know, he he would read the headline sometimes yeah. and he didn't read the story. Right. And I'll never forget. I'll forget. This is the funniest. He'll kill me for today, for talking about this. Uh oh. Billy Han- he he comes on the show, and he's ready to break that Billy Hamilton's going to get promoted, and I'm going, dude, he's not getting promoted. He's hitting like 220. He's hitting, you know, he's stealing 30. And so then I I go and I find the story, and he's getting promoted to double A.
1: There you go. I mean, it, you know, and being
0: me you, you, the legend, we we laughed about it, <laughs> you, the headlines.
1: I mean, you, you heard <laughs> That's for I mean you've heard him talk about like before the days of the when everything was online he he would I think travel in from Long Island to like midtown Manhattan just to get all the out of town newspapers, yeah <laughs> so, so yeah. that he would get like you know the inside scoop on what was going on so lenny's a great follow on uh, twitter and, and and go to his website like i said uh, lenny Melnick fantasy sports dot com and uh, it was great having him on. But uh, and, you know, I just got the, like at the commercial. Sometimes I check my phone. Just got a notification on Facebook that on this day in 1969, the very first color episode of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood premiered. How about that,
0: Mister Rogers?
1: Yeah, you're a big Mister Rogers fan. You know that. The, 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 the yeah, city- yeah I am. I'm a
0: big Mister. <clears throat> I think Mister Rogers. You know, thank God he was back in the 60s uh, you know, in the 70s because in today. If you had a guy with sweaters inviting people over to the house to take <laughs> off their shoes, and he was a single guy living alone, like it would not work, and um, people would want that guy to have a sign out front of his house and uh, register at the local law enforcement. So I'm glad it was on in the 60s and 70s.
1: There you go. All right. So uh, we're going to do another hour of baseball. Baseball right around the corner. Uh, just got a notification that Brad Ziegler. Uh, has been named as the Marlins' closer uh, team. Now, this just isn't a beat writer saying it. This is team president of baseball operations David Hill confirming that Brad Ziegler will be uh, the uh, team's closer.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because he's one of those guys... That I think you could pick up, right? You've drafted him really late, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a guy that'll be reliable. And people won't pick the Miles Close, so he's going to be the last one there. Right. And the reason people won't pick him is because, oh, they're not going to win every game. That's meaningless. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest, craziest thing you could they're ever still imagine. Win every, about team 60. Wins, <laughs> yeah, every team wins 60 games, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, And then what people don't realize is when they win 60 games, they uh, don't have the ability to blow teams out. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of these three-run games. Right. So it works out, and it, it's overblown. But the only problem with Ziegler is that if he pitches good enough, he'll get traded at the trade deadline.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just got to hope that the team he gets traded to, that he would be the closer and maybe not well, just no, like a setup guy. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll be the yeah. setup guy. Yeah. All
1: right, so uh, some other news uh, of the week. Yes, you... Puig, the Dodgers outfielder, you, you were chomping on the bit you wanted to talk about it. I, I'd love yeah. to hear what you have to say, but his, uh, the agency that re- represents him uh, dropped him, and uh, he's set to be a free agent in 2020, so uh, uh, the Wasserman agency uh, emailed a statement to reporters saying it has terminated its professional relationship. Uh, initially, they didn't give any details, but uh, supposedly the separation is due to a behavioral issue on uh, Puig's part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can't even imagine <laughs> what he possibly could have done because basically these guys threw out seven hundred and seventy five thousand dollars this season mm-hmm. in, in in commission that they were gonna get from mm-hmm. this one player. Right. Seven seventy five. Wow. And then he's a free agent coming up. So we got average players making like Charlie Morton signed for like before he was in Houston. Uh, he got like ten million a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had other guys, you know, marginal players get 10, twelve million. So I would say he's about a twelve million dollar a year guy, three year mm-hmm. contract, thirty six million. That's the least. I think he might do better than that. Thirty, the least. Mm-hmm. So those agents through three point six million dollar contract that in commission that he would have got. What kind of behavior would he have to do? <laughs> For someone to throw out in the next four years, four point two million dollars—like he's not living with these guys—they mm. just negotiate his contract, and they don't even have to talk to this guy. They don't even have to like this guy. They don't have to do anything. How is he not worth just having around for four point two million? Like, what could he have possibly done?
1: You have to wonder if maybe there's some—it's uh, going to you know, be some, crazy. some criminal activity that maybe is going to come out because you're right. That's a lot of money just to toss aside. You're wondering yeah, if there's, like, something I, underlined that uh, is going to break in the news.
0: Like, there's got to be something insane mm. that has happened because I don't get it.
1: Maybe he cursed out, like, the uh, agency's uh, owner's mother or something.
0: Maybe, but you know <laughs> but what, but still, your mom, <laughs> it's still $4.2 million. like... If he, peed on her, if he peed on her, you know, mattress, maybe that would be enough. <laughs> right, right. But I don't know if cursing her out, like you say, you seal, could you please just apologize right, to her right, and right. then let's move on. He yeah. actually had a pretty
1: decent year last year. Nice bounce back. 152 yeah. games, 28 home runs, 15 stolen bases. Uh, triple slash decent, right? 263, 346, especially if you're playing in an uh, OBP league. So, uh, uh I believe he's twenty-seven. Yeah, Yeah.
0: he's a twelve million a year guy coming Mm -hmm. up in a contract. Like I don't like Mm. to walk away from that kind of money as an agent. This guy's behavior, like you, like it's one thing for the team to get you know to punish a guy and get rid of a guy, because the team has to put him you know put up with him every day. The agent don't have to hang out with him every day.
1: Yeah. Well, suppose he was benched multiple times by uh, manager Dave Roberts for showing up late. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 Up until September. He also flipped off some uh, Cleveland Indian fans after he hit home run in, in June. So,
0: well, But that's still not they enough for an it. agency. They liked, <laughs> they, he was sticking up for Chief Wahoo.
1: They, yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with Puig. But like I said, I mean, the way that you're describing it, right, walk, walking away from $4 million, maybe there's something that this agency knows that the general public doesn't yet know. So we'll see.
0: I would guess, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, what do you think about this whole Arizona humidor situation? Uh, do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I know they've tried it in Colorado, right? Didn't they? They use a humidor yep. there, and uh, yep. balls are still flying out of the park. Uh, you know, do you think that this is gonna, you know, you know, hurt some hitters and then uh, maybe help some some pitchers?
0: You know, I, I you know what I have a problem with this whole thing. Like baseball is so like. In love with themselves and the <laughs> rules and everything, right? Mm-hmm. How do you allow two different baseballs in two different parks? <laughs> like, you can use humidors in Arizona and Colorado, which is supposed to soften the baseballs. Mm-hmm. Now, why are we using two different kinds of balls then in, in, in different ballparks? That's not the same, right? And it should be uniform. Why I agree is it with allowed? You. Yeah, and and, and and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It and is, and I've I've seen a couple things on this. There isn't a 100% agreement that this uh, actually helps mm-hmm. between the scientific community. Right. It's not
1: 100%. I, I'm, I'm already like in, in mock drafts, and people are saying, well, hey, I'm, I'm not going to uh, draft uh, Goldschmidt because of this humidor thing. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. People,
0: uh, I don't know people are crazy like i don't know have you ever gone in i'm gonna you know what i know a couple cigar bars i'm gonna go in there with my wiffle ball bat and ball and try to see what happens
1: <laughs> there you go all right yeah that'd be great yeah put that uh study to to the test
0: hey, ask someone to video it it's hmm. that hammer in the uh wiffle ball outside the humidor and inside the humidor hmm. well, do you like playing wiffle ball?
1: I used to love playing wiffle ball. I haven't played in a long time, but uh, I remember, yeah, you know, uh, you know, we're about the same age, give or take, but I used to buy my wiffle balls. they come in a box, and on the outside, I think Catfish Hunter's face was on there, and he would show you, you know, if you put your finger on one of the holes on the wiffle yeah. ball, you, you could throw a curve, and, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of fun.
0: We used to lube them up every once in a while to be like Gaylord Perry.
1: <laughs> See, they, these are players... Uh, that the the young uh, generation hasn't seen player. I mean, remember what, what he used to do with, uh, I mean, uh, he'd play with his hand behind his, uh, his ear, and then uh, just the machinations before he actually got the ball to the plate. was just something to see. If you could watch it on YouTube.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a whole science involved in that situation there. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's funny to go back and look at some of these old clips when it comes to uh, of major league baseball and mm-hmm. and how to go about it. You know, I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you a question. We we talked about draft etiquette a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you about our, our mock draft. Oh
1: boy, okay.
0: What if like there's been several picks that have been taken out and put back in in a mock draft? If you made a mistake, can't you shouldn't you just leave it there and just move on?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um yeah, but you know what? Sometimes, like when you're in an industry mock like this, I mean, you kind of want to try to save face. But yeah, it's a mock draft, so you're not, it's not like you're playing out the season, but it could be something to the point where you just don't want to embarrass yourself in front of uh, your uh, co workers or whatnot who are in the industry.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing is you really can't, <laughs> it, I mean, I, I think people would get it if, you know, if all of a sudden. You know, you had Ike Davis, and oh, maybe it's a mistake there, right. or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, this thing is so crazy, right? It's not, by the time it's finished, it <laughs> won't be published anyways, because um, we'll be in the third week of the
1: season. <laughs> right? It, it is going, and we still have a lot of uh, rounds left. Yeah. Let's see, I, I need to pick two more pitchers and three more batters. My last pick was Gleba Torres, got him in the 19th round.
0: Now, what are your expectations of Clay Torres? Like, um, I, I don't know if he'll start with the Yankees, so why would you choose
1: 19th round, You Torres? Pull- just like a, a bench player, I think that he's going to get probably at least 400 at-bats. Um, and, uh, you know, based on his pedigree, and, and ba- I already have a middle infielder on this team, uh, Marcus Simeon. I have uh, a second baseman of Javier ba- Baez, right? Uh, shortstop at Trey Turner. So I, I think I'm pretty solid in middle, uh, in my middle infield. But I, I just uh, I like his upside.
0: Gliber Torres.
1: Mm. What do you think of him? The, do you like Gliber or do you like Johan monqueta Who do you I think has go the better Johan.
0: Yeah, I will go with Johan Monqueta. I, I like the guy that's been up there mm. a little bit and get a little taste of it.
1: Yeah, but he's kind of been disappointing. Then, I, I'm a little nervous. His strikeouts are still way up there. And we talked about him last right. year, that the Red Sox gave up on him. And uh, so far, I mean, you know, he may end up being a great player, but so far uh, and he really hasn't had an opportunity to, like, to put 500 at-bats in a season together. But um, I-, I don't see the improvement yet, and I know he's still way young.
0: Yeah, he is uh, certainly young, and plenty of time to turn around. Mm-hmm. With Gliba Torres, though, What have we seen at all? And let's go one step further. Mm -hmm. Who is the last? uh, When you look at it and you look at this, are they going to – this team's built to win it now. Will they go with – will they throw the young kid out there since they they don't have it? Uh, I mean, and how long is the leash? Hmm.
1: Uh, That's a good point. But now, so look, you have kind of like an opening at second base, Right. I mean, who else is going to play second for you? I guess Ronald Torres, maybe? Uh, third base, you don't really have a third baseman, uh, Anderhar, right? So we were talking with Lenny about, uh, I mentioned uh, the uh, free agent third baseman, what's his name? Uh, Mustakis. I mean, you know, I would love the Yankees to to sign him to a short-term contract. And if I was him, since he isn't getting any bites, the opportunity to play in Yankee Stadium with that short right-field porch, I would take it. But, you know, the Yankees obviously have to make the offer first.
0: Uh, For all the people out there, Gladwell Torres lost here and AAA had. Two home runs, two stolen bases in 96 at bats at Triple A. At Double A, he had 139 at bats. He had five home runs and five stolen bases. Probably project him somewhere if he got 400 at bats, uh, 12 home runs, 13, 14 stolen bases, and probably hit 240,
1: 250. Hmm. Yeah, I mean you know, Yankees are always looking to make it. Neil Walker still out there as a free agent. Uh, you know, you don't know what's going to happen from now till uh, opening day.
0: You know, his walk rate at the minor league level is huge. It's in double digits every year since two thousand back to two
1: thousand
0: sixteen, mm-hmm. and then last year at his ninety six at bats, he did at AAA. He did strike out twenty seven percent of the time.
1: Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, uh, yeah. So basically, uh, we really haven't gotten into it yet, but. Uh, what are we thinking about that that camp, uh, Tony? That uh, oh, not, I, th- th- I don't think
0: it's going to happen.
1: You don't think it's going to happen?
0: How are you going to put a free agent out there to play on the field without a contract mm. and then him get hurt? It doesn't make any sense. Like anyone that would do this d- does not know business.
1: Well, Scott Boris initially said that he wasn't going to let his uh, clients right uh, take part. I think he's changed his mind though. But uh, uh, yeah, this is a, a Sponsored by their union, which I'm sure they play huge (laughs) dues to be part of. But, yeah, let's let's, uh, pick this up when we come back from the commercial. We'll be talking uh, about this camp for free agents, uh, misfits, right? (laughs) Actually, there's some pretty nice players that are going to be there as well. Plus, uh, late round value in fantasy baseball drafts. We'll be back with more weekend fantasy update. nervous with that long pause thought maybe we were off the air or something Joe Galena Tony Sincada Pete Considori producing our show you're listening to the fantasy sports radio network weekend fantasy update and uh, we're talking fantasy baseball and uh, before we left we were talking about this uh, camp that the uh, players union has put together so here's some uh, information on it uh, it's going to be at the IMG Academy that's in Bradenton, Florida. Is that uh, far from where you live, Tony? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, it's yeah. far. It, Bradenton, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. But that's uh, a lot of the players, they work out there year-round. So mm-hmm.
1: so players, will be uh, very fam- yeah, so familiar so with it. Players can report Tuesday, and this coming Tuesday, uh, and begin working out Wednesday. Uh, The site will remain open until March 4th, and uh, based on attendance, arrangements can be made to extend until the end of March. Uh, The uh, head of the on-site staff is uh, former Astros manager Bo Porter. Uh, Let's see. Travel and housing arrangements are arranged by the Players Association, the uh, Players Union. Uh, The... uh, players need a rental car. It's going to be at their expense. Uh, shirts, shorts, socks, and hats will be provided, but players need to bring their own <laughs> shoes and bats and underwear. Uh, the uh, liability insurance is going to be provided by the Players Association. So, oh. uh, yeah, so so there you go. Uh, I guess the uh, Players Union dues uh helping them out here, but... Uh, like I said, Scott Barris originally, and he has a ton of free agents uh, still out there, including Jake Arrieta, Hosmer, J.D. Martinez, Mike Moustakis. He had originally said that his players wouldn't be involved, but then he changed his tune.
0: Maybe because he got, maybe the, uh, the liability insurance came in. And mm. um, I wonder how that works, though. Like, Because right now you don't have a contract, so how do they know your value? Hmm. Maybe you would be better off getting hurt and say, I was going to sign a contract for three years, $90 million.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, do they value it on what you were making the previous season? Or, yeah. like, the average? Uh, well, that's going to be tough. You're right. That's an interesting one. But, uh, I mean, a lot of free agents still out there. I mean, uh, when you when you look at a position by position, right? Uh, first base, Eric Hosmer is still out there. Uh, second base, Neil Walker, we talked about, you know, uh, shortstop Eduardo Nunez, uh, third base, Mike Mustakis, J.D. Martinez in, in right field. And uh, what do you think about what's been going on with him? He's kind of like, you know, uh, saying that uh, he's kind of tired of waiting around for the Red Sox. But like Lenny was saying, I mean, what teams really, uh, you know, are in the market for a big time uh, outfielder at this stage?
0: Um, uh, That's a great question. Mm-hmm. And I think that J.D. Martinez, you know, he's wanting uh, – he wants Jonas Cespedes money, which is like uh, $27 million, but he wants it for seven years. yeah, And that equals uh, a lot of cash.
1: Yeah, and he's 30 years old. Uh, he's had some nice seasons, but he's only played more than uh, 123 games once, I believe. Uh, That was back uh, in 2015, uh, 158 games, uh, 38 home runs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's really had a nice power surge as of late, but uh, uh, he might be overvaluing himself at this stage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of us do in life. I don't think it's restricted (laughs) to baseball. And sometimes that, uh, you know, gets us in sticky situations. But here's what I do know, that every time uh, we have – a Scott Boris client. They somehow get their money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it, but every time, it seems to happen.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. He's a good. I'd want him as my uh, as my agent, no doubt. Uh, cargo is still out there. Carlos Gonzalez. Uh, I believe he's still just thirty two years old, but it just seems like he's been around forever. Uh, initially, when he started his career, a lot of injuries. Then, uh, you know, the injury bug went away. But uh, what, what do we think about cargo?
0: Uh, I think kago's at this stage of his career that he's got to realize that people only want him to be a platoon player and bat against right handed pitching. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to have a hard time getting anything more than, you know, a part time player contract. But where he's a left handed hitter and he hits against righties, he's still going to play a majority of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'll tell you what, it seems like now the. Uh, the situation is that they're willing to take him back mm-hmm. in Colorado if nobody else wants him at a discount.
1: Interesting. Uh, and uh, another outfielder out there, Jared Dyson. I mean, there was a lot that was expected of him last year when he uh, was uh, signed with the uh, or traded to the, the Mariners. But uh, he kind of had a disappointing year. Still stole some bases, but uh, I, I don't know about his value. And then you have uh, catcher Jonathan LaCroix.
0: Yeah, LaCroix, what a dismal year he had going to a free agency and that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, Jared Dyson's even crazier because uh Jared Dyson's much like the vacuum cleaner. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Very good. Very good. Um, but this isn't the first would time Would
0: you that... ever stay in a t- Would okay. you ever stay in a two-star hotel?
1: Uh no, I would not. Why well, are you thinking about yeah. You thinking about uh... Staying at a hotel? No, I, or are you, are you comparing it to Dyson? I
0: had a, I had a Yeah, I had Dyson. Uh, I don't think they use the two-star hotel Dyson vacuum cleaners. <laughs> I think they use those those roller things. Hmm. You know, the, the ones you don't plug into the wall. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They still have those? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but this isn't the first time, right, that there's been a, a free agent camp. Back in 95, Donald Fair... Uh, He uh, started a camp uh, for the Players Association. There were 150 free agents, right? Uh, And and Listen to these names if you want to just go back. You know, Howard Johnson, uh, Dave Stewart, the pitcher. Remember Dave Stewart, how good he was at one point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sabo, Candy Maldonado, oh, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: so it's Randy Velarde, former uh, Yankee that the I think the Yankees wanted to cut his salary from like one point two million to two hundred thousand or something like that. So kind of No, right? Uh, kind of reminiscent of the uh, Island of Misfit Toys right from the the Rudolph specials. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And uh, also, good.
0: You know, what's crazy is when you look at the whole free agent situation there. And you look at – I wonder how many of these – I think once you Davish signs, right? Mm-hmm. they just got to get you Davish signed. And then I think the pitches will go really quick because what will happen is, is that I think you're going to see uh, Jake Arrieta sign next for a little less than you Davish. Mm-hmm. And then Lance Lynn will get a little less than Jake Arrieta. And then right. he'll go on and so on. So I think everyone will know their rotation. But I don't think anything happens until you
1: Davish. Right. And, you know, especially with a pitcher, I mean, you'd like to have – your pitcher start spring training with you you know i mean there's a specific regimen that a lot of these teams have of course i mean you know that to have someone work out at a free agent camp for uh, half of the spring and then sign them i, I mean i uh, i think that's kind of risky
0: Yeah, yeah a uh, very interesting situation here involving everyone that's getting a little fired up mm-hmm. for uh Fantasy baseball. Now, I don't let it affect me. Do you let it affect you when, you, if you're in a current draft and these guys aren't
1: signed? Uh, you know, I, I, I do take it into consideration. Um, but, hey, you know, like you just try to go by, let's say, the last few years of their production and just work at it from there. So to you it means no difference mm. at all?
0: No, uh, you know what? And a lot of times I, I look at it like you know what? I like this guy, but um, maybe I will get lucky and he gets traded to the, like the National League. I think it could work out better, but mm-hmm. I'll still pick him. And, and and that I I don't see too many instances like if it's especially as a pitcher, you know he's not going to go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Eric Hosmer situation. The two teams that are talking about Kansas City and San Diego. There's no difference in ballparks. They're both bad ballparks for right, hitters. Right, right. So. All
1: right. Well, uh, we talked about it at the start of the show that you put together, uh, you are tweeting out your uh, player by position uh, and uh, over 100 uh, ADP. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I liked what you did. That uh, really good stuff. So uh, maybe we could uh, take a look at some of those players, maybe take a look at some other players that you would typically get in uh, later rounds. But uh, where do we start, maybe? Where do we want to start? First base, maybe? So,
0: uh, oh, uh, well, yeah, first base. So here's what I did here is I went with the players that will be on most of my teams based on – Uh, where they're being drafted after the 100 picks. So Mm -hmm. basically, I think these guys are great values. Mm -hmm. And for my first baseman, and I I went, um, I'll tell you who I went with in a second, is uh, I actually have a... uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman uh, uh, situation there, as um, I actually did. Uh, you guys can get it on iTunes this week. Um, it's um, Solo Pleasure is the name <laughs> of the show uh, because it's based on the old adage, you can't make others happy hmm. if you if you can't make yourself happy. So concentrate on yourself. Make yourself happy, and then you could be there for others and ensure their happiness.
1: Words of wisdom from Tony Sincata, Check it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Eric, first base, Eric Thames was the guy you wanted, right?
0: No, well, he's in. I have him in the outfield, so he, okay, he's okay. eligible at both. Right. At first base, I have Ian Desmond, uh, who absolutely okay. is eligible for first. He's going at one eleven. He was a third round pick the year before. Mm-hmm. He goes to Colorado. He has tons of injuries last year, and now people have forgotten about him.
1: That's the key is to to, to, to you know players that say that uh, uh, suffered. Um, Injuries that put him out for a couple of months or, or, or whatnot. And then all of a sudden, you're right. I mean, uh, they're not the hot name of the day. So, I mean, look at what Desmond's done. He's uh, consistently in the past been kind of a 2020 guy. Uh, yeah, and,
0: 22 and, home yeah. runs, 21 mm-hmm. stolen bases in Texas, a 285 mm-hmm. batting average mm-hmm. uh, there. With the Nationals finally a 19 and 13, mm-hmm. uh, he did only hit 233. Last year, it, like I said, he was hurt seven uh, home runs and he still ran 15 stolen yeah. bases, 274 batting average. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at 20 home runs and I think we get 20 stolen bases if he can stay healthy. Uh, last year, he only batted 373 times and he mm-hmm. had 15 stolen bases.
1: Right. And like you said, the dual uh, position uh, uh, playing in a good hitter's park, and uh, still relatively young. He's still got a lot left, in my opinion, just 31 years old.
0: And then in my second baseman, I'm going with a guy that um, basically was in the second round last year. Yeah. And now... He's going number pick 185, (laughs) and that's Jonathan Villar, the second baseman shortstop Milwaukee Brewers. He had 62 stolen bases, 19 home runs in 2016, 285 batting average. He dropped to still 11 home runs, 23 stolen bases, and a 241. Mm -hmm. Um, 185 to me for a guy that has 23 stolen bases in the bank in a bad season and double did home runs with the upside of 1962 is way too late
1: yeah the only thing that scares me is uh, that 30 percent strikeout rate from last season but you're right with uh, stolen bases being at such a premium uh i mean he's got probably has some upside just want to make sure because at the end of the season because uh, he you know didn't come out of that slump the the brewers were kind of uh, he wasn't playing every day so the, he played 122 games that's the only thing that scares me a little bit about him
0: there's nothing to be scared about when you're picking at 185 yeah, you, can, I guess you you would. can go right. at it mm-hmm. and there's no downside
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right so every once in a while you got to do what you got to do you, you know if you get a pick at 185 you know it's not going to be perfect i mean right. it's not going to be wrapped up in right. a nice bow or anything like that
1: yeah could be a, 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 a nice be, little upside for you at, at pick one eighty five. That's a good point.
0: There's got to be some. Uh, there's got to be some warts.
1: Mm-hmm. And right.
0: speaking of warts, who's our <laughs> pick at third base? When you look at it, you know it's always good to have. I never had warts when I was a kid, but the kind at third base, <laughs> pick one eighty eight eugenio suarez Mm -hmm. Uh, people don't look at the reds and they don't look at eugenio suarez this guy's a model of consistency the guy can hit he can play uh eugenio suarez last year for the cincinnati reds in the great american small park and that's an offensive dynamo that we got there 26 home runs four stolen bases 260 batting average get him at 188 so you don't can wait all you want for home runs and end up with 26 home runs
1: yeah and uh, last season a little over 13 percent walk rate so if you play in an OBP league uh, you know did very well for you 367 uh, on base percentage and you're right two straight years of uh, 20 or more home runs you know he might even sneak in uh, upwards of 10 stolen base for you uh, bases for you Uh, had 11 in 2016 But, uh, yeah, often an overlooked ball player. Good call on your part.
0: And then uh, shortstop at 113, Trevor Story. This is a guy going again in the second round last year. uh, Trevor Story was uh, injured last year and disappointed Story last season went in in a bad year, hit 24 home runs, and hit 239. Now, the one thing that we're holding hope on is that Trevor Story actually, in the minor leagues, had stolen base seasons of 15, mm-hmm. 23, yep. 23, 15. So if we could ever get the power in the stolen bases and get taking a shot at 113, is there's no, you got to take that shot mm. when you're looking at the middle infield, and you could get 20 home runs and double do stolen bases.
1: Yeah, where you getting him, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, a good deal. I'm just concerned, uh, but, you know, with... Uh, Possibility of like Brendan Rodgers ended up uh, being the I, I,
0: so I drafted Brendan Rodgers mm-hmm. and I think there's no chance that he plays this year, uh, he's too young, there's no experience.
1: Yeah, he's, tw- he's 20 years old. Yeah, there's a his highest uh, level of play was uh double A, but uh, yeah, good so
0: unless he lights it up and they throw him out there at 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. like I said, I but took the precaution because it's a, dr- <laughs> He's yeah, it's a draft, it's a draft Champions League. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I took the chance and I picked him late in the in the draft as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't see Rogers having it. You know, whether uh, being so young and then looking at the numbers, you know, everybody gets gets fired up about it. <laughs> and uh, when we come back from break, we can talk a little bit about Rogers and then we can go through the rest.
1: Sure. Yeah, we'll be right back with more of Tony's Picks of Fantasy Baseball. you will to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 843 6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Juggling along with Tony Sincotta. Pecon Sodori did a great job today producing our show. One of the cool things about doing the show is that I get to hear "Earth, Wind, and Fire" at least once a week. There, Tony.
0: Oh, that's that's a blast from the past. I mean, anytime "Earth, Wind, and Fire," right? That gets you back in the days. Scotty Engel would like that because he would show his dance moves off to "Earth, Wind, and Fire."
1: There you go. He does have some moves. Have
0: you ever been in a dancing establishment with Scott Engel?
1: Uh, no. No, I haven't. I, I've somehow I've seen maybe video of him dancing. I know he's got some moves. Uh, Scott has some unique oh, yeah. talents. He uh, also very good at um, uh, imitating, uh, you know, vo- voices and uh, characters and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you know, just to take a look at him, you you wouldn't think that he has the kind of moves that he does have. But uh, tip my cap to him. Kudos.
0: Yes, the king absolutely getting it done. We were talking before we went to break about the uh, Rockies um, prospect, Brendan Rogers at 21 years of age. This is a guy that's only had 164 plate appearances at AA, mm-hmm. and he had six home runs, 22% strikeout rate, 4.9 walk percent, and 260. And he hit six home runs, didn't steal any bases. At the double, at the single A level, uh, he hit 12 home runs, two stolen bases. And, of course, hit 387 there and was moved up to double A. I don't know. I'm like, this is just not enough of a track record to hmm. bank on for me. And I think there's a lot of people out there that always, I mean, now more than ever, because we have so much information on all these guys, yep. that we see more and more people Uh, You know Falling on these guys And putting them together And saying Oh this is a guy That's going to come up He's going to draft them And the top 100 prospects At Fangraphs They have them listed At number 18 Mm. Um, They actually have A uh, this is the list of guys in front of him. Francisco Mejia, Mah- uh, hey, uh, mm-hmm. Alex Reyes, Brent Honeywell, Miguel Anuha, who's a Yankee, mm-hmm. third baseman, of course. Mm-hmm. Louis Brinson, who should get an opportunity. Gliber Torres, Willie Adams, Kyle Tucker, who uh, Lenny Melnick didn't like. Bo Bichette, Forrest Whitley, Nick Sensel, Eli Jimenez, Fernando Tatis Jr., Victor Robles, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Ronald Acuna, and Otani. So he's in good company.
1: Yes. The one thing I'm a little uh, leery about with him is just because I was looking at his uh, stats as we went to commercial. uh, I'd like to see him walk a little bit more.
0: You know yes, I mean? 4% walk yeah. rate. It's a little tough once you get to the majors.
1: Exactly, because pitchers could take advantage of you, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, he's got uh, very good numbers. But, look, you know, they are minor league numbers. A uh, 301 uh, batting average, 353 on-base percentage, and uh, 505 slugging. So you take 20 to 25 points right away, right off that batting average. Uh, so it brings you down to a in the 270 to 280 range. And then he does have a good ballpark that he'll be playing in but obviously look you know drafting uh, uh rookies is risky business and let's you know let's not uh, kid ourselves and you want to try to in my opinion i i try to limit it to maybe two or three at best depends on the size of the league and the size of your bench of course
0: yeah i'll tell you that is uh certainly certainly the thing i i think a lot of times is people just get overboard on these young players <laughs> yeah. and like you said two is at most what you take a shot on mm-hmm. and I think it all changed with the whole Ryan Braun situation like people all wanted to be the first to have Ryan Braun on mm-hmm. their roster right and it was in any hit and it was everything and there were people I remember back then saying hey uh you know I, I drafted Ryan braun <laughs> right it's and, like, uh, you know, yeah and they didn't tell you they were in fifth place right they right. picked you know four four other prospects. I, I
1: discovered him
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's it has got fantasy baseball. It's it's insane. Right.
1: All right. So who's your next uh, player that you're you're taking?
0: Uh, we go to the outfield next, and of course, uh, in the outfield, we always try to Adam Eaton, one fifty-one. Mm, of course, he was hurt his first year mm-hmm. um, in uh, Washington, so a lot of people again. I will forget about Adam Eaton. He'll be in the one or the two hole in that batting order in Washington, depending on how they use him and Trey Turner uh, there. 29 years of age, so not past uh, his prime by any stretch of the imagination. 14 home runs, 14 stolen bases, and a two eighty four batting average. A lot of guys you get at the 150 range that could steal you some bases, they have batting averages that are lower. He's going to hit two he He's been mm-hmm. there every year. He's been closer to three hundred than two eighty in the last four years.
1: Yeah, and in that lineup, I mean, he's a lock for. You know, he has had uh, in his last two full seasons ninety or more runs scored. In that lineup, uh, could easily hit a hundred.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a tough uh, category
1: to. That. Yeah, it's a tough category to fill as well.
0: Eric Thames is my next guy at one eighty three. You know, it's interesting because I think a lot of, and I think it will actually go down now mm-hmm. if Milwaukee don't make a trade soon. He'll actually get you'll get him less than 183, so you won't even have to go there, and I, I will still be taking him. So what what's going to happen here? Is at worst he platoons against left-handed pitching. Right. Well, you know what? There's more righties than lefties, mm-hmm. and if he's not doing good against lefties and he's hitting under 200, you don't want him in the lineup anyways. Right. It's only impacting your batting average. He hit 31 home runs last year, and yet he's going. You know, very late. So anytime you can get a guy 25, 30 home runs, I'll take him at 183.
1: Yeah, at 183, getting a guy with 30 home runs, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm, I am worried, though, that, uh, you know, that, that month of April, basically he hit the 11 home runs, 20 home runs from there going forward. And, uh, But I do get what you're saying in terms of if he does platoon, it could actually – make him that much more valuable, especially if you're in a yep. in a league that allows you daily uh, lineup moves.
0: Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then at 332, hmm. I'm going with a guy that played good in the second half of the season, Gerardo Parra of the Colorado Rockies. This is uh, two years ago. Again, we were picking him in the eighth and ninth round. Everybody thought he could hit 20 home runs, still 20 bases. He didn't get a chance to play every day. And then last year he finally got it. They don't bring Carlos Gonzalez back this year. Gerardo Parra's away gonna have the opportunity to uh, start for the Rockies in spring training. And you go back to 2015 was the last time he's healthy for a whole season. And he had 14 uh, home runs, 14 stolen bases. Now in Colorado, I think you're looking at a guy that could hit you 290 and get you double-digit home runs and stolen bases, and he can get him at 330.
1: hmm Yeah, good average. You know, could be, in in a best-case scenario, 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases for you. And like you said, if they don't Uh, sign cargo, he's going to be getting some at-bats. You know, could be 500. Absolutely.
0: I think uh, we're going to get a little fired up, and we'll be able to get people exactly what they want.
1: Mm -hmm. Because that's what we do. Yes. That's what we're here for.
0: We give it to the people. (laughs)
1: All right. Uh, another guy that you, you're, uh, you're high pitchers. on. Yeah. Well, what about Kendra Morales? Wasn't he on your list?
0: Oh, he was my DH. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, this is a, g- a guy totally forgotten, yeah. right, at DH. Kendrick Morales. Yeah. Like, nobody's there. Got him in the 200s. Yeah. And yet, you look back at what this guy does. Maybe he's 34, and maybe that's why people are scared off. 28 home runs, 250 batting average. The year before that, he had 30 in a Pitchers ballpark in Kansas City at mm-hmm. 263. So I think he gets 26 at home runs at the least with a possibility of 30 upside in that ballpark in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. People forget about him. And I think people don't want to draft him because he's utility only.
1: Right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, to me, the the best utility only guy is uh, Nelson Cruz, obviously because he hits for average, hits for power. But this guy does get forgotten. And at pick number 297, you know, you could basically take him with your last pick, and 25 or more home runs is almost a lock in that uh, ballpark.
0: That is, uh, and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's about securing locks yeah. and <laughs> keeping the doors shut, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, or getting, getting, getting locks for your safety. bagel.
0: That's, Different oh, kind yeah, of locks. I of like bagels. I like bagels and locks, yeah. too. Uh, now we go to our outfield, I mean our pitchers. Johnny Lester's going at 121. Um, I think a lot of people are looking at him. I get him as a starting pitch of four in my last draft. And he. the one thing that we talk about all the time is these bullpens, bullpens, bullpens coming in. Johnny Lester is one of those still guys that can still go out and throw 200 innings. Hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely, you know, last season, 180. Prior to that, let's see five straight seasons of 200 or more, Uh, you know, big game pitcher, pitching on a good team, double-digit victories. Uh, I think it's a great, great uh, pick on your part, especially where you can get them.
0: Then we go down to 166. It's a risk, but when you're picking at 166, you're looking for risk. You're looking for some upside. Danny Salazar, Cleveland Indians. We're talking about a strikeout per inning pitcher. And you get to get him at one sixty six. I'll take that risk every time.
1: If only this guy could just you know work on his control, because definitely a strikeout pitcher. Uh, but uh, if he could just get those walks on their on their, <laughs> on their control, I mean this guy could be a, a solid starter pitching for a, a you know very good team as well.
0: And then a guy nobody wants to pick because he pitches in the AL East. He's not a big name. It's J.A. Happ going at 254 overall. And you look at J.A. Happ's numbers, right? And I think people just say, oh, he's a piece of garbage. He's been around for 10 years. J.A. Happ is a guy that's absolutely getting it done. 145 innings last year. He had 10 wins, 8.79, so almost a K per inning, a K per an inning. In a 3.53 ERA, and you'll say, "Oh, he must have been lucky." Well, his FIP was 3.76. It was 3.94. 2016, he had a 3.18 ERA. He threw 195 innings. What more do we want from Jay Happ at 254?
1: Yeah, uh, 20 wins in 2016. You know, he's kind of always been like a- an under the radar kind of pitcher. You know, decent. I mean, he's the back end of your uh, uh, fantasy starting rotation. Uh, I like it.
0: That's and that that's exactly there. And my closer was Calvin Herrera, Kansas City Royals. Uh, they forgot about him. He's at 206. I didn't even think you could get a closer at 206, never mind a guy that's already saved 30-plus a couple times.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, the closer position, so volatile, uh, you know, I like to wait on my closers, and this is a guy that you could uh, pick up, obviously, at pick 206, way down in your uh, draft. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not the—in my strategy, there's times—back in the day, I might not have even picked a closer at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I'm absolutely getting it done. Yes, you are. That's who I'm picking late, and uh, we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work, and we're going to absolutely get it done.
1: Yeah, so there was a couple of names that, uh, as I've been you know doing my mock drafts so far, guys that you know are going fairly late as well, that I, I think could bring back some good value. And and you brought up some really good guys, but uh, what about a guy like uh, Emmanuel Margot? I mean, uh, you know, he's an ADP one forty six, which in a, a typical uh, twelve team lead, that's like twelfth round or so. Last season, two sixty three batting average, 13 home runs, 17 stolen bases. I, I believe he came up out of the uh, Red Sox uh, farm system, but uh, was a top performer for the Red Sox and also in the San Diego um, minor leagues. But he's a guy that, you know, when he comes across, when he gets picked, you're like, damn, man, I'm, You know, I forgot about this guy. He just keeps on getting forgotten.
0: Oh, no. And I think a lot of times, too, is that people will not want to pick San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that out of the Padres, like, he's the one that they'll draft. Mm-hmm. And I think you just couldn't get a bargain from anyone that's on that team. Like, Will Myers, yeah. I think um, last year was a guy that people were on, and then he disappointed uh, people so I think, yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be another guy, Will Myers, that you'll be able to get at a discount this year as well.
1: Yeah, uh, and I'm going by NFBC uh, ADPs. Uh, I think you did the same, but about a Mitch Hanniger, right? 212 ADP, which means in a 12-team uh, league, probably 18th round or so. I mean, he was on his way to having a great season last year. He's, a, he's one of these guys, how you described, where... You know, they miss half the season, so people tend to to forget about them. But 16 home runs in 96 games, uh, even though his fly ball rate was kind of moderate, 37 percent. But a 209 ISO, uh, you know, I'm looking for him, uh, you know, in a full season, 25 plus home runs.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing you have to worry about with Mitch Haneker uh, is, you know, some of these guys are going to go skyrocketing once people see them play in spring training, like some of these injured guys that come back, mm-hmm. and I think he's a guy that people are going to like, and people are going to jump on Mitch Haniger mm-hmm. and they're going to love him. I mean, that's a weird outfield this year, <laughs> um, with <laughs> you got D. Gordon center, <laughs> Mitch <laughs> Haniger, and I don't even know Ben Gam. who's the outfield? I don't know who will play left field. Heredia? Yeah. Gamble?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's probably going to Develop as spring goes on. I don't think they really have, uh, you know, a, a set uh, third outfielder. Was there. supposed yeah. to be
0: Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Atani was their DH.
1: Mm. Yeah, and then uh, he but, ended up uh, going at the Angels.
0: You know what's uh, two good uh, two good words in a row that I like I like Asian persuasion. I think that's a good like I like how people use that.
1: Which word? I'm sorry. Which two words?
0: Asian persuasion.
1: Oh, okay. Haven't heard that used in a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it flows nicely. It really though, does. Right? It really does. <laughs> yeah. All right, So we're running out f- of time, but the uh, last guy I'll just throw out at you. What about Kyle Seeger, third baseman, also for uh, those Mariners? Oh, marriages?
0: had a down year, mm. and, and he's actually being under respected in yeah. drafts for sure. 52%. But the one thing I always over. hated about Kyle Seeger was his. I always thought his batting average would dip significantly because he is a guy that his uh, pull rate mm-hmm. uh, was crazy. Like, he pulled every pitch. And last year you saw him hit two forty nine. Hmm. And I kind of wonder if that's going to continue to drop um, w- w- with him. But he started going the other way a little more last year mm-hmm. uh, than he had in the past as he probably wants to stay in baseball. Yep,
1: uh, 135 NFBC ADP. Uh, so I just want to remind everyone that uh, in this league follows us Scott Bogman and uh, Christopher Welsh uh, what are you doing the rest of the day there Tony anything exciting
0: yeah I'm going to go to a comedy show a little later Awesome uh, mm-hmm. tonight and uh, hang Heck,
1: up h- heckle the comedian
0: Yeah, maybe go to the hotel lobby, see if there's any lonely women.
1: There you go. It's been fun. Thanks to Tony. Thanks to Letty Melnick uh, for guesting with us. Thanks for Pete Cuncidori doing a great job producing the show. We'll see you next week on Weekend Fantasy Update.